This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show where we take books from the past week, recap and review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations mm-hmm. of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Mm-hmm. There's also a collaborative show in which we encourage you to chat with us, share your questions, comments, or recommendations in the super chat of this YouTube video. The reason why we encourage super chats is because uh, they cost money and it helps to pay for all of this stuff. There's that's the transparency of Comic Pop. Thank you for, you know, participating in this this this, this duality that is uh, that is the 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 information and uh, you know money exchange thing we're doing. Uh, that also helps because also the the, the, the chat goes nuts and uh, it's hard to like pick out who's saying what and it's. For me, it's just easier to to isolate who's saying what when it's like there's a little box around them. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, by the way, no reason you know if you if you don't want to do that, don't don't worry about it. Also, speaking of things you don't have to worry about, but if you want to do it, it helps us out. Go to Patreon.com/slash/comicpop <laughs> for early access and updates about stuff like that. I actually have to write the update for what's going on this week because this week is a little mixed up because of the holiday the uh, the american holiday. the american holiday that's coming up the most american holiday I'd yeah say. literally the yeah <laughs> unless aliens attack us on the same holiday in which case the fourth of july will, will no longer be known as an american holiday that's right uh tyler lucas for example in the super chats helping us out very much thank, thank you very much thank you thank you tyler. so much uh so yeah uh that's all we got for the front-loaded stuff um so let's jump into it. Oh, as if Sia helping us out. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so a bunch of books came out this week that we want to talk about. So let's not waste any more time. No, there's no there's no time. Anything. There isn't any time. There's so much to talk about. And of course, one of them is going to be Batman Dan number three. It finally right. ended. It's and, and it ended. Yeah. Um, We're not going to talk about it yet. No, we're going to no, get no. there. We're going to so get there. No we, spoilers. Exactly. Exactly. So please. But we'll uh, probably spoil it when we get there. No, that's true. No spoilers to our thoughts on it. That's right. So let's jump into it. First thing I want to talk about is Transformers Ghostbusters number one, written by Eric Burnham with art by Dan Schoening. Literally did not think you were going to go there. Well, I am going there. <laughs> we are there, and here it is. Uh, this is a crossover of epic, of, of biblical proportions. What do you mean, biblical? Well, Cats uh, and dogs, cats living, and dogs together. living together. Transformers <laughs> and Ghostbusters walk, working side by side. Cybertronians and Decepticons working together to battle the forces of Evo Shandor, a.k.a. Gozer himself, or oh. herself, that is to say. It's just like the go-to. I know, For I know. Ghostbuster villains. Uh, so the, the the conceit of this, it looks like it's like an alternate history kind of story in which the, uh, you know, there's the war on Cybertron, it goes badly for the Autobots, they bail, they get into an arc and they, they go for greener pastures, <laughs> a.k.a. Earth. Decepticons inherit Cybertron right before uh, they're about to celebrate. Um, You know, Megatron, Starscream get into a little bit of a squabble. uh, And then Gozer appears. And what's great is that, like, because Gozer appears in, like, pre-chosen forms and because Gozer appears in the form of the world that he, she is going to be destroying. Yes. He, she appears, along with some terror dogs, in auto, robot form. That's cool. So, she's in disguise. She is in disguise. Well, she's pretty much just Gozer. Da, 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 da. Oh. But it's pretty dope uh, to see Gozer appear. Megatron stands before her. Shouldn't even get a chance to really ask if they're gods 
which of course Megatron would have. Well, literally, just like all right. So this is indicating that like Gozer has like one bit. Yes. I show up. I take the form of whatever dogs. Dogs, lightning. gateway, lightning. Yeah, and in fact, we get a huge sequence in which she... It's, it's literally a recreation panel for panel, shot for shot, of when the Ghostbusters face her. And uh, instead of, you know... It's, I feel like Gozer's got to mix it up a little. I know. I'm kind of surprised that Gozer came as a woman this time, just because, like, we saw that already. And it's like, isn't it that Gozer could be anything? Just digs it. Just likes being a woman, I guess. Just digs it. In any event... Uh, Gozer destroys Cybertron. That's the idea. Uh, oh. They, they, she offers them the opportunity to choose the form of their destructor. <laughs> uh, Starscream pulls a ray, and he chooses in his mind before anyone gets a chance to actually, like, weigh in. Uh, this pisses off Megatron to no end, and Starscream appears before the only thing he can imagine destroying Cybertron. That's himself. Uh, he looks exactly like he does, by the way, during his coronation in the Transformers 1987 original animated movie. Uh, this time, a little differently, he's got a couple of additional pieces to him. The severed heads of his enemies, that is, Megatron and, you know, Optimus. And sure. So forth. Okay. So, anyway, uh, what's it called? Cybertron is destroyed by Starscream. Okay. Practically. Uh, some time passes, Starscream dies, uh, he becomes a ghost. Apparently, it's a big plot point in the comics is the Starscream is a ghost already, so it okay. makes sense. Uh, we meet, but it, but like I said, Cybertron was not destroyed by Gozer, so no. Uh, and I doubt that IDW is going to like make that canon just for this fun little crossover. Right, right, right. Uh, but also, it still could be a ghost. It could just be a different ghost. No, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but then we cut back to the Ark some thousand years later or something, uh -huh. uh, and we meet up with some, some, you know, some familiar faces, you know, like Bumblebee and Eck. Who's Eck, you might ask? Well... That's oh, no. Ectronimus Diamatron. He's a scientist, and he looks exactly like the Ecto-1. You can see where this is going. <laughs> now, I thought it was going to be a big thing where it's like, no. So, like, they send Ectronimus to go to Earth as a, on a recon mission. In fact, that's what Optimus Prime does. We're thinking, oh, it's on Earth. Maybe it'll be like a flashback where it's like, oh, it's the 1950s. Ectronimus goes there. He's a Cadillac ambulance. There's a, there, you know, he gets screwed up. He gets left in a dump, in a, you know, in a junkyard. Right. Ray recovers him. Ectronimus has been a dormant Autobot the whole time. No. Because this is, of course, in canon with the Ghostbusters comic book universe. Okay. This is just picking up right where the last story that Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening worked on in Ghostbusters. Uh, they're in a park. They're dealing with ghosts. They crash the Ecto-1 in a sinkhole. They fight the ghost, they bust the ghost. Um, it feels good. Yeah, it does, uh, <laughs> naturally, as the song goes. Uh, Starscream appears before them because he is responding to an urgent beacon uh, that is, oh, the Autobots are going to be sending, or they sent Ectronimus to talk to Starscream. Uh, okay. Or at least to, to discover what the beacon that Starscream, as it turns out, was emitting was all about. Um, the Ghostbusters see him first and they're like, let's bust him. So they do. Uh, and then uh, Ectronimus, of course, copies the Ecto-1 to infiltrate the area, uh, all within the span of like a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, he does that. Then the Ghostbusters bust Starscream, and then Ectronimus transforms uh, from the Ecto-1 back into himself, and he's like, hi. And does Pete say, no, there's something you don't see every day? He does not. Oh. But I'm sure there's plenty of room there's, for him yeah, to there's say There's a lot that. of things for him to have not seen every day in this book. It's true. It's a, it's a fun idea. It takes like two very like powerful nostalgia 
um, fandoms and yes. like kind of mashes them together in a fun kind of way. It is. It's really it's it's pretty fun. It's okay. a it's a pretty fun story. Uh, the art alone is worth uh, checking yeah. out because Dan does a great job uh, of approximating or rather straight up recreating. If you've ever if you've never checked out his uh, the Ghostbusters series Ghostbusters Crossing Over. They do this great crossover story where it's like all the Ghostbusters from everywhere. Yeah. And so the real Ghostbusters meet the real Ghostbusters, like our Ghostbusters, yeah. the live action versions that can be approximated without Electus rights issues. <laughs> uh, so they do, and Dan manages to make them look like they came straight out of the cartoon, uh, but still manages to work in physical space with like their version of the Ghostbusters. Okay. He does the same exact thing with the with the with the uh, the Transformers. They yeah. Look just like they did in G one animated series. Yeah. And that's really kind of neat. Uh, so is that worth checking out? Probably. If you if you like the idea of the Ghostbusters and the Transformers crossing over, or if you're intrigued by it, you know this issue is pretty slow, but it's a lot of setup. So you know you can you can you can expect that. Yeah. But it's pretty fun, so I recommend it in, in as much as it's exactly what you would be signing up for. There's no bait and switch, there's no surprises, uh, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Excellent. So check that out. Right on. Yeah. What about you? What do you got? Um. What do I got? Um. Let's see. This week, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it just barely because I haven't finished reading it because I had a bunch of catch-up to do plus a bunch of things I knew we were going to be talking about today. So just really quick, I just want to mention that um, Doctor Strange came out. Um, oh, yeah. I, I uh, Like I said, like I can't really say much about the issue because I haven't fully read it. I do know that Eternity and the Living Tribunal show up at Ooh. some point. Literally, Mark Waid's just like, and the kitchen sink. Yes. Well, it's limping Here towards it the finish is. line. Here it is. Uh, so it's issue 15. came out this week. Um, I forget this is a canceled book. So... If you're a fan of it, don't let that dissuade you from picking it up because you might as well finish the story. I'm just sticking with it because I don't know. Well, you want to know where he ends up so that I you do. know if, like, the So next I know writer... how my pitch is going to come. No, no. <laughs> because I literally just want to know where he ends up. You're right. Because it's like I'd like to see the next jumping on point and what it keeps up with. Yes. So as, a, as I was going to say, as a Doctor Strange fan, I feel like I need to at least keep up with this. Whether or not you like like the story or not, like that's if you don't buy it, that's okay. That doesn't make you not a Doctor Strange fan. But I just you know. No, it's true. I just need to know. But uh, you can also really look forward to seeing what the next writer will completely ignore and throw away Possibly, because that seems yes. to be a noble tradition of Doctor Strange Absolutely. over the last five years. Is like whoever takes over then throws away whatever the last person did and just does whatever the hell they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, but while we're talking about magic, let's talk about the DC Universe and magic because Justice League Dark oh. number 12 came out this week. And I realized I'd missed an issue, so I had to go back and read that. Because um, I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing here? So I yeah. went back and I made sure I, I, I read that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know when I missed that. In what week? Yeah, I think it might have been like, well, two, three weeks, four yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, 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 no, but it's just it's just funny. Every once in a while, like, I don't know what happens with me in Comixology, but I'm like, cool, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Comixology, could you give me a damn pull list? Yeah, right? Like, just just let me know in the books that I want. Well, they're really bad at that. Yeah. Anyway, um, this issue was great. Just like every other issue of this book has been for me. Like, just absolutely incredible. Um, Tynan taking on, uh, explaining a lot of magical history here, explaining mm. um, some of the rules that are going on, the Lords of Order. Honestly, like, it's one of those books where it's like, hey, are you kind of new to the magical, like, part of the DC universe? This is trying to introduce you to some of the more, like, deep 
pool kind of stuff. Okay. While also trying not to drown you in it. That's good. You know what I mean? Like. Because you need to do that if yeah, you're going to try and yeah. introduce people's. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Um, so as we know, the, the lords of order are like waging war because their whole plan is that in order to keep the most order, well, we'll just get rid of everything. Like, we'll just get rid of all magic. Oh, oh no. The death of magic again? No. Well, like, that's their plan. Their plan is like, we'll just, we'll just, yeah, that, that's the most order. I guess. Yeah. Like, that way there's no chance of chaos, even right. remotely. So, you know, eat it. Yeah. Jerks. Okay. Um... So, what was that? Oh, this is a page from the book. Uh-uh. No? All right. No, it is not. Um, so well, it's anyway, not up yet. The, um, the, the, uh, the, the refugees from Mira have, like, escaped to another area. Mira? They've, yeah. You know the, the land that, um, or Mira? Mira? Making me question how to say it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was Nightmaster's, like, realm. Oh, okay. And it's where Blue Devil was in charge. Right. And Chimp was supposed to be in charge. Mm-hmm. And he totally failed them. And then it was unmade. Yeah. And, like, Blue Devil has to, like, watch as, like, the people of Mira, like, are unmade in front of him. Yeah. And, like, Sexchimp's like, sorry. Well, at least it wasn't me. Anyway, um, in this issue, uh, Diana and Zatanna return now with the power of the Lords of Chaos. They found Mordru, who, like, gave them a really hard time and then granted them power. To in order to fight back against the Lords of Order. Okay. Um, this is all a big plan that is being like you know quietly orchestrated by Cersei, who was working with the other kind. Oh no! So the Upside Down Man. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Well, he hasn't left. Like they're working at something here. Okay. Like, they wanted like the power, I think, from a war between these like great magic users. We get a lot of amazing images in this that I really don't want to spoil for everybody. I will say that. Um, I think Bueno um, is his last name because he mm-hmm. has three names. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm taking forever to get back to the page. Martinez Bueno Fernandez, that's oh. his last name, um, does a really great job of breaking the panels because that's kind of part of the idea of, of chaos. You've right. the order of things. And so at one point, Zatanna literally like pushes down a panel and then breaks it. Oh, that's and cool. And then all the panels after that are not square mm-hmm. until order is re- resumed. Oh, that's great. That's it's a great really, device. Yeah, it's really spectacular. Um, at the end of the day, um, it's Wonder Woman who has to basically like hold a gem, make a wish, and fix everything. Oh, wow. Because she has the ability to do that because Zatanna has questioned too many things as of late and questioned like the morality of, of everything okay way, so she can't do it we also get a fun conversation about the forming of the league to begin with and oh, like cool. the league like coming downstairs to the basement and like flash is like we have a basement <laughs> we have a dragon skull like like you know like skeleton yeah. and they're like oh man's like you really need to pay attention right at the meetings he's like that's fair i yeah. really I really don't i really really don't yeah I'm um, bad at this. and so like you know Diana's like, I want to form a league that can help fight in the darkness, basically. Because when we were on Kalu, like, I realized that not everything will fight us in the light. Like, there mm-hmm. needs to be something else there. And they're like, who do you propose to leave this? And she's like, me. And they're like, Marshall is like, I don't see anybody having a problem with this, right? Right. No? All right, cool. And they all just leave, like, to go get lunch, basically. Okay. And, like, Batman stays behind and, like, has a conversation with her about magic and what it is and, like, how insane it can be. And the fact is that, like, he talked to uh, Zatara at some point and how cool. Zatara was like... Basically, like, magic has rules because we say it has rules. And if we didn't say it had rules, we could unmake everything. Right, yeah. 
And like that terrifies Batman to sure, some degree. And he's just like, I don't know if you're prepared for this. And she's like, I've walked among gods. And he's like, yes, but the difference yeah, me is... me too. <laughs> these are, well, no, he's like, the difference is these are humans with godlike powers. And you mm. know how humans can be. Oh, that's fun. So it's kind of cool. So like... Obviously, we're going to be continuing on with the other kind that that problem has not been solved. No, I remember that being kind of like the f- the first arc of Justice League Dark. Yes, it's been this thread, and like ob- this is like a, a magnum opus in a way where it's like everything has been intertwined since the get go of yeah. this series. So I'm still on board. I'm still loving it. It's just so good. It looks fantastic. It oh, just good. looks so good. At one point, by the way, it's not only Zatanna and Wonder Woman who have the power of chaos. Um, Swamp Thing gets it. Um, Detective Chimp and uh, Man Bat. Oh, cool. So they get like creepy looking and cool. It's fun. It's cool. just fun. I love it. Nice. There you go. Uh, so you recommend it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start with this issue. Mm. You're going to need a lot. You got to go back. But it's totally worth it. You grab it and trade. Yeah, right? Yeah, How I, many issues is this? 12, right? Or 12. So there so you go. Not, you you're, not two that, you're not that far off. Like, mm-hmm. uh, CJ Levin says, hey, guys. Great to see you at Garden State Comic Fest. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask if one of you guys would cover Snowbirds Don't Fly. As someone who works in addiction, uh, I'd love to see you tackle how horribly Ollie uh, handles the issue. Um, yeah, we'll check it out. I, I don't know about, like... How it's gonna take a while for Ollie to come back to back issues. He didn't uh, help us out very well in the last one, uh, but you know, I would definitely like to talk about that subject. And yeah. I think back issues can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was great seeing you, man. Uh, we, if you'd missed it, we were at Garden State Comic Fest. It was a little show that uh, we get, we do every year. We go there. We don't, you know, feature it anyway. No, know. but we, we, we ch- it's like right in our neighborhood. So there's it's no like... reason not to go. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Austin McCall helping us out there very much. Thank you very Thank much, you. Uh, Austin. And Sean Berridan. I should read this, but lots of Spider-Man this week. I think he's talking about Transformers and Ghostbusters. He very well might, might be. <laughs> or he's talking about Dark. No, uh, I think that came in earlier. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so jumping back into it, speaking of Spider-Man, a lot of Spider-Man Ooh. came out. Okay. Uh, let's talk about just one of them, Amazing Spider-Man. Number 24, technically. Okay. Uh, this is a complete talkie issue. If you don't like people talking... Uh, by the way, of course, written by Nick Spencer with art by Ryan Otley. Right, right, um, right. Which I know you're not a big fan of Otley and Spencer. You're like, it's a, okay? Yeah, it feels weird. Um, I'm, I think I'm getting the handle on what he is doing. Because Spencer, of course, wrote Damnation. Or at least he worked with people on Damnation. Yeah. Uh, he has like a real affinity for hell and mysticism. And he wants to kind of like tie these things together. Right. Uh, all these arcs and all these stories and other books Including that he's done. Including Damnation? I think he is, uh, because basically the whole issue is uh, Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. Of course, we got to get Mysterio in there because there's a movie with Mysterio in it coming out, so sure. like, how are we going to tie it into the movie? Um, but Quentin Beck is at Ravencroft, which I'm like, wow, is Ravencroft still standing? That's weird. I don't remember it being brought up at any point. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's talking to his therapist, and the therapist is encouraging him to talk about his resurrection, because... Spencer makes a very a fun reference to the old Daredevil story that Kevin Smith wrote in which like Quentin Beck kills himself oh. and then just like he came back and no one really talked about it. Right. And why is that? And while we don't really get into the specifics and I think that's deliberate, uh, we do find out that like Beck believes he went to hell and he met someone there and that someone like brought him back and then he got to be, you know, Mysterio again. Um, but Mysterio is afraid to mention the name of the person who brought him back uh, or the entity that brought him back. 
the therapist tries very hard to encourage him to like get past it because he doesn't believe that he ever really did kill himself. He's like, you're the master of mysticism or I'm sorry, the master of illusion. Illusion. Yes. You know, what do you, there's no way that you killed yourself. You, you know, you're, you're full of crap all the time. Why would this be any different? Okay. So he tries to encourage him to do that. And, uh, as he is, Gaining the courage to say the name of this person who he purports to be his tormentor, bugs and other gross things like pour out of the ceiling, and both the therapist and Mysterio can see them this time, as opposed to like when Mysterio is in the courtroom during the beginning of Nick Spencer's arc, mm-hmm. uh, as a show of force to kind of like say like don't mess with these forces you don't understand. Mm-hmm. The therapist bails immediately, and it could be that the therapist is like a you know an agent of this uh, this this entity. Well, he just doesn't like bugs. Well, I don't he's know. Like, he's I like would... this is too effed up for me. I'm leaving. Yeah. So he bails, and then we meet up with what people have been referring to as, like, the centipede person uh, again. Yeah. And so the centipede person shows up. This is the issue where we find out what they actually want to be calling this character. Oh, okay, great. Uh, But the centipede person is like, hey, I'm back, and I'm horrifying, and we're doing, and don't forget, like, this is a new Spider-Man book that's going to be more, like, horror-tinted. Ooh. Oh, Spider-Man also, of course, he has like a cute little moment with Mary Jane, but again, it felt hollow and weird, and I don't understand, I don't, I don't understand why. Again, it's what I've always wanted, but it also feels really weird, and it okay. doesn't feel like, it feels superficial at best. Okay. Um, I really like him yelling that he's apologizing. Yes. That's what his facial... I'm sorry! <laughs> that's what his facial expression is. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's just a nitpick as a comic book fan, as a Spider-Man fan, I hate when they try to give Mysterio a face, like that there's a face underneath the fishbowl, and they're like, oh, like I can show emotion that way yeah it's funnier and better of mysterious to fishbowl and you don't see his face but whatever yeah uh anyway so the centipede guy shows up and he's like hey like listen you really did die you really did go to hell you're really like a friend of mine but you can say my name and he goes okay okay fine i will so he whispers the name you don't get to see what the real name is yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's like oh but you shouldn't have said that because now i'm gonna kill you and then he proceeds to just like i don't know beat him to death with centipedes. I don't know. He like, he cuts off his arms and legs and just yeah, rips them just, apart. He just like eviscerates him with it, the, the, the centipede arms. Yeah. Uh, this is of course all being broadcast to Peter via a nightmare. So the creature turns around and says, Oh, Hey Peter, you've been watching this whole thing, right? Listen, like it's your fault. And so let me give you a nickname for me so that you know who's tormenting you. When I show up, it's, it's called kindred. Oh, um, so Kindred is the name of this entity. Uh, I have, uh, heard a lot of interesting theories about who Kindred is. Okay. Uh, after reading this issue and the subsequent Hunted arc, mm-hmm. I have a strong feeling I know who it is. Okay. And I'm excited by it because, like, it feels like, I mean, a lot of people were talking about how, like, this is basically the antithesis of Slot's run. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like it's fixing things. Like, Slot is very much... Uh, the kind of guy who's like, everything that, in, that happened in Spider-Man happened. Right, right, right. right. This, this happened, and it's part of the grand event. And now I happened, and I'm going to write 300 issues of Spider-Man. And, and, and you can't deny all the things I've done. I think that Spencer is like, yeah, no, some things happened, and they were great. But then other people came in, and they tried to, like, ape off of those things and make them less special. So, like, no. So I think the hunted was him being like, because the, 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 the color theming, the direct references, the afterward thank you to Demetrius and Zek mm-hmm. after The Hunted and him basically putting Craven back, but giving editorial their own Craven they can mess around with. Right. Was him being like, the gauntlet was a mistake. 
you tried to ape off something that was too good to be messed with, mm -hmm. and you messed with it, and you ultimately ruined its specialness. But also, we're running a Spider-Man comic, so we have to we have to acknowledge continuity. So I'm going okay. to make it happen in story form, but it's more or less an official retcon of you undermining this big story. Okay. Also, clearly, Spencer has reverence for Demetrius stories. Yeah. I think Kindred is Harry Osborn. And I think the reason I think it's Harry Osborn is because Harry Osborn died in another Demetrius story that was really critically hailed and beloved by Spider-Man fans, mm. in which they kill Harry Osborn in a really perfect way. They don't really do anything good with him after that. Huh. They also did a Craven slash chameleon story where the ghost of Harry Osborn, not really a metaphorical ghost, I just mean like Harry sets things into motion but you don't know that until the end of that arc. Okay. But it's connected to Craven and Chameleon and stuff. Again, Demetrius and things. Um, I think that after they brought Harry back through one more day, they've never told a good Harry Osborn story since then. Mm -hmm. At all. Bar none. Casada's like, look at all the story potential. The characters that I grew up reading that were in Spider-Man are back and we're doing it. Here we go. I think that Spencer is on a warpath to undo mistakes that were made, in his opinion, to Spider-Man. And I think one of them is that Harry Osborn died, went to hell, and that the Harry Osborn that came back through one more day in his flimsy-ass terrible story that, like, explained how he didn't really die? Mm -hmm. No. I think that's a clone. I think oh. that Harry was a clone the whole time. Oh. And that this kindred character really is Harry Osborn. And then Harry Osborn, be... like, came back, or not came back to life, but, like, worked through, maybe through Miss Mephisto, or through whatever, well, but, like... Well, if he's dealing with damnation, then Mephisto's not... Well, but everybody... Except nobody cares! No one cared about that, and they've all put Mephisto back. Yeah. But I think that we're, I think we're seeing the resurrection of Harry Osborn. Oh. Or rather the, I don't know, weird reanimation of Harry Osborn. And I think they're gonna fix it by being like, Harry did die, and now he's back. And he's a villain again. And it's like, yeah, did Harry work as a goblin? Not especially, but like, there you go. So that's my theory about this issue. That's the issue that made me think like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what happens. That's cool. Um, I recommend it. If you're reading Spider-Man and you want to know more about Kindred or if you like uh, Mysterio or you like yeah. continuity, it's kind of fun. Uh, or you like cra crazy horror images. That's true, that yeah. Cool. It doesn't really fit with Ryan Otley's style, but it's still... I actually, I thought that whole that thing. That whole sequence good. is pretty it looked, cool. It looked pretty good. Yeah, but it looked a little cartoony to me. Well, yeah, that helps to you know make it less horrible. That's true. <laughs> Mr. Roboto says again, "What about the Council of Gre of the Green and White Lantern Swamp thing? Was that just forgotten? Yes, yes, it was, <laughs> or undone because of rebirth." Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's all, forget about it. Well, there was the Parliament. Yeah, the Parliament of Trees. Yeah, at least, which was just recently and the Parliament, of, And the Parliament of Flowers is still around? That's new. Yeah, it's made up, but it's part of the canon now. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, like, who knows what they're going to do with Poison Ivy now that she's been resurrected through Heroes in Crisis. Um, probably nothing, because no one wants to touch Heroes in Crisis with a 10-foot pole. pole. Logan Shirley says, do you think Spider-Man life story will end with Miles taking over for a too old Ben, maybe after he goes down swinging? I think Ben's going to die and Spider-Man's going to like have to step up and then die. I think they're going to kill off both Spider-Man uh, in that in, in the last issue. There's only one issue left. Mm. But I think they're at least going to kill Ben and then have Peter take, take, over over. The, take over again and be like, ugh, 
So we'll see. Okay. Uh, Mr. Roboto, let me guess. It is, is it Mephisto? It is not. At least not in my opinion. I don't think it's Mephisto. I think it's Harry. <laughs> Valentino G says, can't stay long. Uh, off to see Far From Home. You rock. Nice. nice. Glad you're enjoying it. Uh, we're going to see it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Uh, comes out tomorrow, so. Yeah, our theater's only had midnight. Usually they do a little earlier. I know, I would have gone. But... I would be gone already. But yeah. like, yeah, no, our theater only had midnight. And, and that's... that's my fault. I can't go. Exactly. Well, I told you to go. I know, I'm not going to go without <laughs> you. That's, that's lame. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, what else you got? You want to talk? Well, actually, you know what? You tell us about War of the Realms number six. Okay, I got to actually get that up here. Because it is... It is the finale yeah, yeah. of this epic Jason Aaron story that I know, you know, speaks to you in a big way. Yeah, I'm guessing not so much to you based no, on... I, I dug it. It was kind of cool. Okay. Of course, it's written by Jason Aaron with art by Russell Dowderman, who consistently stuck around the yes. entire time. Yes. And got to do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I think he did some really... Uh, interesting looking things I, I think he tried a lot of stuff i know at times it was like what are you doing man but like for the most part kind of cool agreed so this basically is just like the only way to fix the problem with the war of the realms and defeat malekith because he's put thor into a difficult situation where it's like you gotta come to stonehenge where i'm basically gonna kick your ass because i can kick your ass right and i have venom now and i'm using him as a symbiote and or symbiote and a sword and yes. i'm also giving it like by empowering it via magic, my dark elves also can use it as well, which is kind of neat. Sure. But he has his parents, which obviously Thor would like to get back because they were thought dead. Nope, they're alive. You want them back? Only you can come here. Anyone else comes here, they're not gonna be able to get through, and also like you, I'll kill them or whatever. So Thor realizes that the only way to stop this is to get more Thors. Yes, form a Thorcore, if you will. Thorcore. I don't think they even say Thorcore. No, but they've used this before. Yes. They've used. At they've least, used the Thorcore before. Yes, and they have used like calling other Thors to to battle. Um, we see Aaron's future for yep. Thor, where he has the granddaughters who are reading the story. Yep, he, he's is, been using that a lot. Yeah. I know, but I love that that usage because this battle is a battle that would be told into the future, especially among the Asgardians and, and such. And the idea of using that style of lore, I think is really, really cool. Oh, I agree. And again, like you said, he's been using it quite a bit. Um, I actually read a couple of the issues in Thor where they featured, yeah. where it was like the end of the universe essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and they get uh, all father Thor to come back with them. They also pick up a young Thor, God yes. of the, the Vikings and Jane Foster uh, manages to put together Yes, the war or the the ultimate Thor hammer. Yeah, and so she also joins in the fight, knowing that she only has so much time before the hammer breaks, basically. Yes. Um, so they obviously go against Malekith. They they take their picks on what they're going to take down. Yeah, who they're going to fight. Yeah, and it's an epic looking battle. Meanwhile, in New York, the Frost Giants are the only thing that are still standing in terms of forces. Yes, and Laufey just isn't stopping. Like they've pretty much taken care of most. Yeah, and of now the it's just a big giants. bad guy to fight. Yeah, except he has the uh, cas casket of ancient winter. Yeah, and instead of using it on the earth, he consumes it so that his power is enhanced by it. Yeah. Um, so naturally he's just breathing frost all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Daredevil has a plan. Yep. Because of course he is, has the power of a god as well. Yeah. Right now. And, um, he takes a sword and he does a classic Daredevil move where he bounces it off of the ice around yep. him, which Laffy's like, you missed. Yeah. And as he's saying, you missed, the sword goes into his mouth. He's like, cool. 
You've, you made me eat your sword. What, what is that going to yeah, do? Yeah, nice. Good, good, good work there, dumbass. Yep. Um, which is the way he very much treats this, which is kind of spectacular. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, Thor, our Thor, like main Thor. Yes. Um, main Thor. Let's call him that. Mm -hmm. MT. Um, takes on Malekith and um, starts like punching the hammer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, he can't stop it. So he's just punching it. He's just punching it. And um, his dad's like, you have to use the storm. Like, you know, it's basically, it's like the mother of storms or mm -hmm. it's the all storm. Or I want to say the all storm. <laughs> oh, I, it was, it's not the third Gale, is it? Oh, no, that, no, no, that's the third person that's no, coming. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 um, no. The storm to end all time, but they have another word for it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, he's supposed to use that power. And he's like, no, I am. But like, you'll see what I'm going to do. And basically he just reforms Mjolnir. Yes. Which is like really cool looking. It has a neat handle now. That's very yeah. organic looking. And he's just kind of like, yep. <laughs> yep. He's a very satisfied face on as he does that. And then he just beats the hell out of Malekith. Yeah. Um, Jane Foster's hammer is going to break. She tosses it basically across the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. And it hits Laffy in the face, giving an opportunity for an unexpected but totally expected um, return of Loki, who, when Malekith ate him... He just was just waited there. He's just hanging out mm -hmm. in there. Um, so he has the casket and he has the sword because yes. so, Daredevil clearly knew what to do. Mm -hmm. And he rips him, him open. And he's yeah. just like, screw you. And indicates the fact that he's like, the king is dead. Hail to the king. And he's like, so, I'm the king of the frost giants. Yeah. Now, now what, jerks? So then um, basically Malekith is taken down by like... A storybook style ending, yes. or like a myth, like a myth style ending, which I think is really cool. He loses his, his powers and, and his abilities and all that stuff, and um, is in, uh, because he is filled with fear. Yes, and so he can no longer control the wild mm -hmm. and the wildlife around him, including the dogs and the big winged tiger. Which I was like, that's a really cool looking tiger. Yeah, very specific looking animal, and he is ripped apart by them. Yes, and you get to see it. It's cool. He just he's. He's, he's eviscerated and, 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 like, drawn and quartered by animals. Exactly. Everybody kind of, like, gathers, and also those who want to take their leave take their leave, mm -hmm. um, including Punisher, who at one point, like, Punisher's, like, doing a kind of classic Captain America where he's just, like, telling people where troops are, what yes. needs to happen, what's going on. And, like, Iron Man kind of makes fun of him a little bit for that. He's just like, you know... You are in your element, Frank. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're Frost Giants here. You are still doing your thing. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. I mean, Frank's a murderer, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, he wanders off, and, like, um, Logan's like, you know, you, let me buy you a beer, man. Like, come on, the war's over. And he's just like, yours might be, but mine never ends. And he, like, off he goes. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Daredevil has a moment where, like, he's recovering because of the fact that um, he's like, I had... The, the sight and the, like, power and, like, knowledge of a god. Yeah. And now it's gone. It's, like, going blind all over again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then we see Venom limping off, mentioning the coming carnage. Yes, the absolute <laughs> carnage, if you will. Knowing that he needs to recoup at that point. Yep. Um, Jane's hammer basically bites it she untransforms but like it kind of becomes part of her mm. as though she's going to become some other norse yeah character. some kind of valkyrie if you will what? since valkyrie <laughs> died in the beginning of the book and at the end of the book there's obviously a tease for uh, a cover for her valkyrie number one issue yep. um 
we see um, Allfather Thor and Thor kind of have a, a chat about the fact that like, oh no, it's it's um, Thor, God of Vikings, yeah. and Allfather Thor because they have been at each other a little bit, mm-hmm. um, having a little chat there. And um, Allfather Thor is like, hey, trust me, you're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna show you um, what is the age of craft beer. Yes. And I'm like, that's cute. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, um, Odin ends up kneeling to Thor. Yeah. Because Thor is now all father. Right. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not worthy of whatever it is that you, yeah, fit to call me. Speaking of of worthiness, right. Um, Thor, Thor becomes a he gets a new well, title. Well, yes, because Thor goes to pick up, um, Mjolnir, and they're like, you're not gonna be able to, and he's just like, no, no. No, no, I, I know what you're thinking, everyone. Like, you're like, oh... You're, Gore like, was right, Gore yeah. was right. And yes, he was. But what makes me, like, worthy is my acceptance of my unworthiness. And so, like, I am, like, God of the, the unworthy. unworthy. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, it's a nice message for the rest of us who aren't a god. <laughs> that there is strength in the struggle. Yes. And, like, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. We bring this War of the Realms to an end. There is going to be an epilogue to this. As there always is. Um, just kind of telling us where all the pieces fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably pick it up and check it out just because I really enjoy this kind of mythology and, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the closing stories. Definitely trying to figure out what Frank's up to. I mean, he seems to be like taking care of some of the rest of the forces that are left behind, mm-hmm. but he has like a big old like Viking Skyrim helmet on Yeah. there. Um, so yeah, and I, and I think I'll probably at least check out Valkyrie number one. Yeah, why not? I wonder who's writing it. Just to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. Hang on. It should say it. It doesn't say. (laughs) I was trying to look into the the thing. Yeah. And then there's going to be King Thor. Yeah. So it'll be like a few. It'll be like King Conan. Yeah, written by Jason Aaron. Of course it is. And the cover's by uh, Sod Rubik. Oh, well, (laughs) no. They reunite. And I'm like, reunite? Yeah, they worked on God Butcher and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, and Conan. He's doing the oh, cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean reunite? They've been working together well, for the Well, maybe he's like... also doing the interiors. So, um, cool. I enjoyed the War of the Realms. It was kind of right up my alley. Um, I don't know, having stopped and peeked in on Thor occasionally, mm-hmm. if it lives up to those of you who have been reading Thor this entire time. I, think it's, I, I would assume it would. Right? But, like, I really dug this, like, emphasis on storytelling. And by that, I don't mean just what Jason Aaron did, but like, the idea of telling the tale long into the future and that, like, kind of cycling back and the idea of that kind of mythology that always... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. I like the storybook quality and the playing with like it ended and it says the beginning. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how cute. <laughs> how droll. Cute. I like it. Cute, cute, cute. Um, uh, Valentino G says it can't stay longer. Off to- oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Robert Carr, Corr says Dan Slott ignored character personalities. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, in service of his own pursuits. Uh, Heartless Fang, my break's ending soon. Just wanted to throw some money at you guys before I got a dash. Can't wait for more oh. content. Thank, Thank you, Heartless you. Fang, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully, uh, yeah, it, gets, yeah. uh, it goes very swiftly. Tybees, you guys are the best. Just sending some love your way. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, Tybees. Oh, thank you. are you. the best as well. Cozen <laughs> uh, says, uh, I just laughed. Uh, I, I started laughing when Tiffany said before, uh, because I knew Sal couldn't help himself. <laughs> Thorcore before. Love you guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thorcore. Before. I can't believe they didn't put Eric Masterson Thor in there, by the way. Waste well, of opportunity. I love when in the, like, um, All Father Thor is, like, dealing with young Thor, and he's just like, the frog wasn't available. Yeah, I know. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, really funny. I would rather have Frog Thor. You know why Eric Masterson, North Thor, Frog Thor were in there? Because Jason Aaron didn't create him. 
Jason, they were all car- versions of Thor that Jason Aaron worked on. Right, but I also, I think, I like what he did there in his selection of that. Yeah, it's his it's, past. It's present and his future. And yes. I'm like, that's really very cool. Like, no, I that's agree. just a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Like, well done. <laughs> and uh, Debashish Mahapatra says, Hey guys, this is off topic, but wanted to know what you thought of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I loved it. Yeah, it was Sorry. really cool. <laughs> I liked it better than the last one. I, um, I really, no, no. You liked it, but I loved it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, like... I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, critics were like, there was like not, there was too much like talking by the humans. I don't care. I like that kind of thing. I think it helps to ground them in our reality. The point is that the reason they're a threat and like an interest to us is because they possibly put us into peril and are our saviors. And the idea of like this mythology that they are continuing and taking from the past and like crafting to make new, I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. The like, nods to kaiju lore especially with mothra i thought was absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. and i just like the world that they're building overall like i am always excited and rallied even if i know godzilla is going to win because he might not but he'll come back i mean it's called godzilla but it doesn't matter like i'm right there like edge of my seat like how is he going to like fix this yeah so awesome like that final blow Mm -hmm. that final scene i was like oh my god i can't spoil it because if you haven't seen it you gotta go see it yeah or apparently most of you didn't so you know there you go yeah so you might want to yeah i mean not in theaters it's gone yeah but uh, you can catch I'm it on i'm so glad we saw it in theaters oh definitely we saw it in like i think dolby oh so, my like, god it was loud it was so good but good yeah but like even as much as going like in the score for the movie yeah when they're like dealing with Mothra, <laughs> you hear the the sound or the the um the original score for Mothra, the Mothra song, the mm. like summoning song that the ladies sing, right? The little ladies, <laughs> so just really cool. Just, yeah, ah, I want to see it again. I want to go see it right now, but I can't unless I like find a bootleg copy of it someplace. Yeah, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I'm sure we could find that. It yeah, would not be hard to do, especially you know in light of how how it performed. But which is so sad. But like, I guess it's just not what people wanted. Yeah, is no. what I wanted. I like. Liked it. I mean, like, I thought I thought it was fun. Yeah. I'm not a big kaiju guy, so I wouldn't be the guy to ask. But oh, like, it's cool. It's so neat. cool. Uh, the last, no, second to last book we want to talk about, unless you have more. I do have one. Okay. More. Uh, well, then the third to last book I want to talk <laughs> about is uh, Detective Comics. Yeah. Um, number one thousand and I don't know three six. Six. There you go. <laughs> three. Three six. <laughs> uh, the 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 cover got me. It's just. A big image of the Spectre getting in the way of the bat signal and yelling at Batman saying you failed. I was like, oh, cool. This will be like its own thing. I really expected a one shot out of this, yeah. but it wound up actually being like a, like the start of an arc. Uh-huh. Uh, story being that like friggin' the Spectre's avatar, like his his vessel, yeah. and, you know, who is a cop. Uh, and his partner are basically murdered in an alley by dudes who look like the Spectre. Well, it's like almost the start of a Law & Order episode, but Straight then another up. Law & Order episode starts on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> if, uh, you know, if Jerry Orbach and the other guy, like, found a murder scene and then they themselves were murdered by the murderers. And then we got a new, cooler group of people to investigate that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spectre shows up and he slaughters all of the Spectre would-bes, or some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like their bodies and pieces are all over the place. I think he, but then I they show he just back killed up. one of them. Mm. I think he just killed the one guy who like challenges him because mm. one of them was like, bring it. Yeah, that's true. And like the others take um, Corrigan away. Right. And so like 
Spectre just eviscerates, like, completely destroys this Yeah, person. he obliterates it. Yeah, like, there's but a foot left. Yes. <laughs> um, by the way, this is written by Peter J. Tomasi with art by Kyle Hotz. Yes. Hotz. I've never seen Kyle Hotz's work before. Yeah. And I would like to see more of it in Batman. This, for me, was, like, the most Batman-looking comic I've seen in a very long time. Uh, just this sequence alone of Batman kicking the crap out of these dudes, like... The the fight choreography, the shots of Batman. Yeah. This panel in particular was one of my favorites, and it was just this just this image of Batman doing a karate move. Yeah. Like, like well, d like d disarming him. Yes, he definitely has a more like um, older school kind of. It really feels like like a refined Kelly Jones style. I was literally about to say. That. There you go. <laughs> Especially, I mean, like you know. Well, I was I was gonna say it's like Kelly Jones meets um, Sam Keith. Yes. Like, there's just elements of both of them in there somehow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, like, somehow they're, like, both extreme styles kind of cancel one another out to make something that is a little more suitable for the average reading audience, Yeah, I like, say. maybe we're not going to push the envelope too hard. Yeah, like, there's definitely, like, little flares here and there, but without going so far. Yeah. That, like, either of them have. Yeah. So the Spectre okay. basically enlists Batman's help because, like, he's he's like the dude who I'm attached to is is gone, and I need to get him back, and I need you to figure it out. Yeah, but like he does so in the dumbest way he could. Yeah, well, in a very intense. Well, he's <laughs> it's like he needs to remind Batman like what the hierarchy is. Where yeah. He's like, yeah, I know that like you're literally one of the pillars of DC Comics, but I'm the friggin' Spectre. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's also, like, he's the Spectre, so he's a little, like, unattached to humanity and what is the actual way he should be going about finding Batman as opposed to, like, just finding Batman. Right, and just going to him. <laughs> yeah, being like, I'm going to grow 300 feet tall. Mm -hmm. I loved it, though. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, we also got, like, a Tom Mandrake shot of, like, yes. the Spectre and all, like, when he transforms from, like, Godhead Spectre to, yeah. like, superhero Spectre, yeah. more or less. Like, yeah human-sized uh and it's just the beginnings of a detective story literally that's it it's mm -hmm. just specter and batman like they investigate batman's like you killed this dude you blew him up i i don't want to work with you yeah because you're a murderer yeah, you're a bad and he's guy. like i'm the right hand of god yeah. you don't get to judge me like that's my job yeah. my job is judgment and passing said judgment yeah and batman's like boo <laughs> i'll figure it out i'll take my foot in the scrap and i'm leaving yep and then that's it. And then, like, it turns out that these Spectre-looking dudes are part of a cult. Yes. And they are, and they keep saying the same thing over and over again, which is the host must die, long live the host. Yep. And so clearly they're trying to take control of or manipulate the Spectre in some way through his 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 host. And through his stellar fashion. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> you know, where is this going? I don't know. It's just kind of a fun little, like, forget a, for, forgettable Batman story. But, like, the art for me, I'm like, this is exactly what I want to see. Like, I want to see more of this kind of thing. It actually reminds me a lot of Ryan Otley's style, but like with that, with that, not grit, but more like density that you find from like a, a Kelly Jones or a Sam Keith. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it was exactly the kind of breath of fresh air I wanted. Batman looks like Batman looks in my mind. He's blue. He's got trunks. We didn't get the yellow disc, but like whatever. They never <laughs> use the yellow disc anymore. But like, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And I loved it. Right. So read it. If you like Batman, you know, especially if you don't like Tom King's Batman. Well, they, yeah, there you go. But it's a lot of fun. 
you know, I recommend it. But again, I'm also like, I understand that it is not a modern, it doesn't feel like a modern Batman story. It feels like an old Batman book you pull out of a long box. So like, take that with a grain of salt. For me, I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I love watching Batman having to deal with mysticism because he does it all the time, but he's like always mad about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the second that the giant specter shows up, he's like, I'm going to throw grenades at you just uh, just to distract you enough to go away. Yeah. All so right. I'm trying to beat him. No, I said to get away from this. Yeah. And it's I, like, he knows you. I he's was, just going to get you. Like, literally, Batman was like, I was dealing with some dudes who mm-hmm. were like trying to take money or whatever. Yep. And then, like, and then I was dealing with a murder. And now, no. Now the Spectre. No. Nope. Screw that. No. Nope, also, that's... I don't get to see the Spectre and Batman interact very much, and they should. That's cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, Carlos Rodriguez says, uh, you guys have been reading Immortal Hulk? It's great. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I've read the first arc, maybe mm-hmm. second arc. Uh, yeah, I've read a lot of the, the, the Immortal <laughs> Hulk over the last little bit. Uh, and I know that you're supposed to be reading a lot of it, because it's supposed to be so great. Yeah. No, I'm, I've, yeah. Yeah. It's like Forever Night, but with the Hulk in it. Yes. Uh, Big Will says, how bummed were you when Constantine TV show ended before giving us the Spectre? I know, right? But, like, listen, they use him in everything. He's all over the place. There's no way they're not going to use the Spectre. Also, uh, you should be watching Swamp Thing. Yes! Because, like, <laughs> the, because Swamp Thing is like, okay, so um, this is for a very specifically niche audience. We got paid a whole bunch of money from the state of Louisiana. So, like, we don't care about trying to CW wash this universe. So, like, who shows up in the Swamp Thing book besides Swamp... Or the shows besides Swamp Thing? Madam Xanadu. Madam Xanadu is in the Swamp Thing show. Blue Devil. The Blue Devil <laughs> is in the Swamp Thing the show. The Blue Devil. And, like, not just, like... And this is, like... Like a poster. poster. No. There is a poster. There is a poster. But, but like, also a character. A character who's, like, part of it. Yeah. Part of well, it. Well, he's part of it. <laughs> uh, who else is in it? Just got revealed in the newest episode. Oh, Yeah. The Phantom Stranger. Thank you. Uh, wait, we didn't watch the newest episode. No, but he's in it. That's, yeah. The name of the episode's called The Phantom oh, Stranger. I didn't look at that. I was like, what well, are you talking about? Phantom Stranger's in it. It's like, I, tried, I so, try not to, to, to ruin things for myself. I'm starting to think <laughs> that maybe the Spectre might show up in the Swamp Thing show. I could see that. I'm waiting for Zatanna, because they're just making Justice League dark. I know. <laughs> By the way, if, you know, I know Swamp Thing got canceled, but like, you know, if you want to make a Justice League dark show. Well, I just, I'm just so like disappointed at how well the show is going. I know, knowing that it's dead, <laughs> out of the gate. I, but I'm just enjoying it. I'm just, just first step, like before, blissfully enjoying. Before the it. show got launched, they were like, "We actually reducing it from 13 episodes to 10, end the show and make it a series finale." And we were like, "Oh, so the show's canceled." Then the first episode came out, and people were like, "And then they announced it was canceled." And people were telling me like, "Oh, did you know it was canceled?" I'm like, "Yeah, like a month ago." Yeah. They told you it was canceled when they said it was a series finale. Yep. But yeah. Oh, excuse me. It was North Carolina, not Louisiana. Oh. Well. So, Adam Asimo helping us out very much. Thank you very much. Just for saying hi. Thanks oh, a lot, Adam. thank you. Hi to you. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I recommend that book. And I recommend Swamp Thing as well. Watch it. Yeah, me too. We're going to watch it later. Oh, body horror. Yeah. They weren't kidding about that. No. It's not kidding about that. No, no. There were things... There's something that happened in the last episode that I was like, Oh! <laughs> it's cool. This is awesome. Yeah. So... Anyway, what else do you have a uh, recommendation? The last thing I'm going to talk about before we uh, head on. There was a bunch of other things that came out. I just last thing you're going to talk about last before thing we talk, talk about. about the big one. That's what I'm saying. Like That's why like I'm just kind of cutting Yeah, I know this book. Okay. Cutting my books here down to things I'm just really excited to talk about. Um, Conan! Conan. The Barbarian. The Life and Death of Conan. Part 7. 
Jason Aaron making a big show on this episode of Off the Rack. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is really representing. Yeah, this was great. This might be my favorite issue. Wow. I mean, I still love the praise. one with uh, with him as King Conan and the lion. That's really... They're all great. Mm-hmm. This one was really good. I really enjoyed this one. Um, quick summary of it. Um, Conan shows up at Tortage. Not to be confused with Tortuga. But no. it's basically the same thing. Fair enough. It's just a town where, like, salty sea dogs and other folks go. And, and they're rough and tough. And they drink swill and sing shanties and if you have a seaworthy boat and a job to be done you can find a crew so it's just the a-team but on the water no nothing none of that we go to this town and then we leave this town oh so like um conan goes to a bar called on the rocks it is a it is a bar that is in the hull of a ship that was like shipwrecked cool really cool i want to go there well you can't i know you shouldn't it's dangerous Right? So it's like a boat version of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but um, you, he goes in there. It's a place where people get drunk and they come to drink alone and all that stuff. And Conan says, I'm not drinking, but I've, I hear you've got the best selection. And she's like, ah, a man who gets right down to business. And she takes him in the back and reveals a room filled with beautiful women. Uh-huh. Of, like, all varieties. She's like, we've got something to fill all of, of your desires. Uh-huh. Which would you like? Right. He's like... I'll take them all. I'll take them all. I'll take them all. Mm-hmm. And she la- looks at him and he's like, I'll buy them from you. I want them to own them. I- they're mine. Conan? Yes. And she's like, ha ha ha. And she quotes him a ludicrous price. He pays her in gold and leaves with them. <laughs> so he puts them in a cart. He rides on a horse. And they're like, what, what the are you heck? doing with they're us? They're like, okay, so so far, they're all chatting amongst each other. They're like, he hasn't tried to have sex with us. Mm-hmm. He's not really talking to us. Where do you think we're, we're going? Yeah, he's gonna eat us. What's yeah, like, going what on? is happening, right? They're like, I don't know, but all I can tell you is he's no master planner. So what does it matter? No, he's not. On the road, at one point, two of the women try to bed him to try to like, you know, figure oh, out what's going yeah. on. He has none of it. He lets them sleep in the tent, and he sleeps on the ground outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But he, his thoughts, as he's looking at these women and he's with them, he thinks of Belit, the, mm. the um, pirate, the, the pirate queen, I should say. Ah, I see. Um, and um, one morning, I guess the next morning, he's packing up and he hasn't really slept because all he thought of was her mm. and like their evenings together. And um, one of the women sneaks up behind him. He's like, you're so light on your feet. You almost snuck up on me. But like, don't, you're not going to kill me. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she basically says, like, you know, the, like where she came from, she had to learn to use these skills and such and to be light on her feet and like a shadow, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, he mentions the fact that, um, oh, she says, like, are you leading this to our deaths or something worse than that? Because, like, I've seen worse than that. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've, uh, he says he's ex- escaped the slavers of uh, Zimbula. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I know it's worse than death. Mm. And, and, like, he like, looks her in the eyes when he says it. And, like, she's like, how did you... Because that's where she was. Like, she was, a, like, a slave to them as well. Yeah. And he's just like, here's the thing. Like, when the need comes... When the time comes, you're going to need to be, like, quiet and swift with that blade in order to help the others. Okay. And, like, that's it. And, like, the other chicks show up, and they're like, what would he say? What's up? Mm-hmm. It's like, she goes, it's not what he said. It's how he looked at me when he said it. I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll ride with him. Oh! And they're like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Because, like, typically she's, like, unfeeling and, yeah. like, whatever. But she's in. And, like, he's, like, cracked the the facade. rocky facade of her heart. I see. Oh, no. And then Conan's like, okay, girls, hold up. You guys ride ahead. And if I live, 
I'll, I'll find you on the coast. And they look up and there's just like wolves everywhere. And like, they think to themselves or like, there's like a, like a thing about, about men. There's like a legend that it says like, if you want to know if a man will be a good lover, see how he dances with steel. And they just, they don't leave. They no, just, they just watch, watch him, him slay these, these wolves. And they're all like, whoa. <laughs> they're so on board. So then Conan goes out to eat some nights, or goes out to hunt some nights later. He comes back with almost, like, no food. He's like, the wolves must have scared everything away. Mm. Here's a, a, a rabbit. <laughs> and he comes back, and the women have slaughtered an animal, and they have it cooking, oh. and they have, like, a meal prepared for him and everything. And he's like, they're like, the chick he talked to earlier, she can track anything. This chick is, like, the best cook around. And, like, yeah, so they take care of him. Okay. And, like, they tell their stories all night, and they talk, and, like, they, they chat about who they are, and blah, blah, blah. And at times, they're not sure if Conan's listening, but occasionally <laughs> he laughs, right. and he'll, like, grunt in agreement. And then they ask him about, about himself, and, like, why he left. Like, um, why he left Cimeria, uh, or Chimeria. Oh, yeah, Chimeria, yeah. I don't know how to say it. And um, he I've said, only seen it right. I've only yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. He says because he knew that there were sights beyond in this world, and he wanted to see them, and mm-hmm. they would leave him stunned. And they're like, that's cool. So they finally get to their destination. They're, he's like, we're here. And it's like another port okay. with a boat. And he's like, there's a dude down there. His name is Fidus. Okay. And um, he is a banker. And he basically, once a year, he gets on this boat and he goes into these like cool underground gardens and caverns and what. And he spends like a week there and like it's just like women and whatever. And he's basically bedded every like whore in this town. Okay. But like. There's only one way to get on this boat, and it's if you bring him new ladies. Mm. And they're like, ah. <laughs> and he's like, but don't worry. Like, you'll be long gone before I kill him. <laughs> like, I'll get you. Like, you'll be able to leave, and you'll be paid, but then I'll kill him. And they're like, oh, there must be a price on his head, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, you're not going to have to worry about that. And then, like, he's like, all right, let's go. And they're like, well, hold on. You look like a shipwrecked pirate. Yeah. There's no way you're getting anywhere near there. And so, like, they... They like they grab make him. him over. They make him over. They make themselves over. They he lets them do the talking when they get there. They talk their way onto the boat. Mm-hmm. They their their weapons are taken. Except Conan, of course, has various weapons hidden under pelts and such things. He's offered wine. The wine is drugged. The guy immediately knew that, that Conan was there and he was there to kill him. Yep. Conan awakens, hanging upside down over crocodiles of some sort. The ladies are like being held by guards. The guy's like, "Okay, well, Conan, goodbye. I'm going to kill you." Mm-hmm. And he drops him into the water. The guy turns around because he wants the women to be taken downstairs so they don't see this. But he's, he's he'll deal he'll deal with them later personally. Mm-hmm. He turns around. The women have killed the guards. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, one of them takes." a sword and tosses it in after Conan knowing that he'll he'll catch it or find it yes he'll be able to get free he in fact does and then they all just like slaughter everyone on board awesome and he kills the man well no one of the women I think stabs him in his particulars Uh and um, Conan is throwing him over to the same fate he was meant to to, to face and at the end of the day they're like okay so it wasn't about the money who was she oh and it's a love story about Conan seeking vengeance for um, Belit's father, who was like the dread pirate, whatever. And um, it, this guy, I think, was a partner. Mm-hmm. And um, he is responsible um, for her, his, her father having died. Mm. And I think she, she never got their vengeance. And then she died. And so Conan carried out her last wish. Nice. Which, which was to get vengeance. They go downstairs to the bath. They have a good time. The next morning, he leaves them. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, ladies, I'll, I'm, I'm taking my ship and I'm leaving. Here's your money. Take the horses. You're free. Yeah. And they're like, you're just going to leave after all of that? Everything, everything we've been through? They're like, you know, you said you wanted to see the wonders. Like, it's right here, honey. Like, yeah. we're the wonders. Right, like, right. And, like, one of them is like, listen, like, you had love and you'll carry... Oh, he says he'll travel alone. That's it. And he's like, she's like, no, but you'll carry him, her with you all, at all times. She'll always be with her. Yeah. And, like, you felt love at one point you shouldn't allow that not to happen again. And he still leaves them. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. And then we see the future of Conan where like, cause later on he would marry and he would have a child and they would both be taken mm. and, or die. And uh, so in the future, as he's King Conan being bled by the blood, Witch's children, mm-hmm. um, he cries out her name right mm. before like he dies. Oh, but then also was like not dead. I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's just such a good story. Dope. Just like just seeing all these like like parts of Conan. This one in particular, I was like, this was just so well done. Yeah. So well done. <laughs> so good. There you go. You check it out. Yeah, I highly recommend because a lot of them are just kind of like one-offs. Yeah. But like, there's a sto- an ongoing story going on with the King Conan stuff. Yes. Like yeah. the future, like the current stuff. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of the one-offs. Yes. Like a main story that's a one-off, but like this overarching thing. Yeah. So Batman Damned happened. Batman Damned came out. Third issue. Much delayed Batman Damned number three from Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. I've always maintained. Do you have it here? No, I didn't buy it. I gotta get it. Oh. Like, Mm -hmm. I I bought it digitally, but I don't have the... I thought you bought the physical. I need to get the physical. Yeah. And I I just didn't get a chance. I didn't get around to getting the story. That's fair. Uh, Or last week. (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, Brian Azzarello. I've always maintained that Brian Azzarello has like a real disdain for superhero comics. That like his Batman comics are these like angry, kind of like, you know, almost like resentful things where he's like, why do I have to read the, why do I have to write these freaking books? I only want to do stuff like 100 Bullets or Constantine. Like, why do I have to do this stuff about Batman? Why does that sell the most? And this book couldn't have been a more represent more representative example of that being true uh this is like this has been a angry miserable series from the get-go uh and the it, it wrapped up in similar fashion and it took damn too long for it to get to its obvious grimdark like f- you know freshman in the high school edgy conclusion Liebermejo's art is toppers, and he does a wonderful job. Uh, but his, like, this is a Constantine book. This is Justice League Dark, the movie, and they also have to put Batman in it. Like, that's what this is. The, I, for me, it's, like, so disappointing because, like, it could have said something, and I think it tried to say something, but because of the, like, the defanging of the book and the controversy that surrounded the first issue and the fact that issue two was not really that interesting. It just felt like kind of like a whatever. Like, it, you know what I mean? It didn't really blow me away, nor did it really break any new ground. It was just kind of like there. It felt like, it felt like a Christmas carol, which they did already called Batman Noel, which is also written and drawn by Lee Vermeo. <laughs> Where it's like, look at this, look, mm-hmm. at, look at Batman, visited by spirits, and those spirits help Batman realize the truth about himself, and then he changes. That's this. Um, so yeah, it, it's, for me, I was like, why? At the end of the day. Right. It did some neat stuff, but that neat stuff 
was not why the book exists. You know, like, hey, you know who's in this book? Swamp Thing. Yeah. Why? Because they want to put Swamp Thing in the book. Okay. Like, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't thematically make sense to be in the book. Mm-hmm. And that happens with most of those characters. So that's... At the end of the day, I, I, I wonder if it could have been better if it weren't ruined from the get-go. So what do you think of Batman Dan number three? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I just sat here quietly. Well, because, no shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't get the read that you got on it necessarily. Why is Swamp Thing in the book? I think because there's a potential that... Uh, that is because Batman felt he should be in the book because that may or may not be a reality that right. he's experiencing. And so, like, I enjoy open-ended books that earn it, and I think that this did earn it. Mm-hmm. This was, for me, a Silent Hillian Batman book. It, big time. Um, And so I really, honestly, enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I, it, I think you need, to re- you need to read it all through. Yeah. And I think it'll be a lot better. Sure. Um, because then you go through the Batman journey. Because, like, when you start to piece it together, you know, he, re- he meets all these different characters mm-hmm. who are all characters that Brian Azzarello would rather be writing about. Uh, but, like, you know, it's Constantine. By the way, he wants you to pronounce it Constantine. Yeah. Because that because he also does a whole... There's a rhyming thing in here. Right. But, like, because in England, it's pronounced Constantine. Right, right, right. Uh, we've since Americanized it, and it's Constantine. But, like, Constantine... Uh, in this book, he's he's in it. Etrigan's in it. Swamp Thing's in it. Uh, the Enchantress is in it, kind of. Kind of. Or she's death. Eh. Uh, there's a lot of like these. Oh, Dead Man's in it. Zatanna. Zatanna's in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can see all these different ghostly slash magical based characters who are all there in service of this like version of Batman. And I think like because they were kind of like. This version of Batman has appeared in three books. Yes. Joker, Noel, and this. Mm-hmm. And Noel's kind of related because it just looks physically like Batman of those two books. But Lear Mayo wrote that. Azrael did not. Mm-hmm. So, like, really, you're only basing this off of Joker and Damned. So, like, I don't... And, and then, with issue two, they tell you, like, they give this whole interesting thing about Batman's upbringing and how... Thomas Wayne was a philanderer and Martha mm-hmm. Wayne, you know, was like d- had depression and there's all this interesting stuff going on with like this, this reimagining and this reinterpretation of Batman's origin. But I don't know that. And it's only, and you only did that in one issue out of three issues. So like what else is different if you're going to set Batman against these, this unfamiliar world, but make Batman also unfamiliar for me, it doesn't quite hold because, like, you need to take the origin and the identity of Batman for granted if you're going to put him through the ringer to change, you know, to go into this, like, metamorphosis, if you will. I, I think. I think it's stronger if you know who Batman is of, without reading the book. Because you're trying to do too many things. You know, you're trying to have this, like, weird, I deserve this redemptive arc for Batman. But we don't even know, like, what he did or why, definitively. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interpretation in that this issue leaves that up to you. Um, but again, like, you need to know who he is to be like, oh, look, like he's set against Swamp Thing or, like, Constant. what's Constantine's whole thing? What's he doing? Mm-hmm. Why is he doing this? Who, you know, I, 
is any of this real? I don't know. It just, it, it seemed a little odd. And I remember making a point about this back in White Knight. Yeah. We talked about this on Bat Issues. Uh, I mentioned how, like, you know, Joker's a murderer. He does all these things. He's this horrible guy. And why would they give him these these passes that yeah, happen yeah. in this Elseworlds book? And then, and I got a lot of flack for it in the comments from people being like, um, it's an alternate reality. You don't know this Joker. This Joker might not be a mass murderer. And it's like, but they want you to have the weight and gravitas of the Joker while also, like, taking for granted the, like, you know, the, the, the skipped steps that you need in order to have Joker be freed from Arkham. Mm-hmm. And in this world, in this Batman damned world, mm-hmm. you know, like, Joker gets some kind of interesting play in this story. I don't want to spoil too much, but we yeah, will get yeah. into spoilers from here on out. So spoilers. Um, but, like, you get that change with Joker... But, like, is this the same Joker as the Azarello Bermejo Joker book? Right. Is he a monster? Is he a mass murderer? Is Batman, a to- like, an idiot? Like, what, what's going on here? I, I don't know. Like, you know? <laughs> no, go ahead. I, like... Well, like, what... At the, okay, so at the end, Batman's like I, ki- like, I didn't kill Joker, I just let him die. Yeah. Right? Okay, right on. And so I'm going. So he's like, he's 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 a Christmas caroling through the this gauntlet of otherworldly characters, who are like telling, who are punishing him more or less as he gets to the reality, which is like I'm, you know, I I, I did let him die, and I wish that like and I feel guilty about it, mm-hmm. and I want absolution, and I I would do anything to get it including letting this mass murderer live. Right. And he does. Yes. But maybe he didn't. Like, maybe Joker never died. Yeah. Because, like, there's that whole, like, you don't see who's under the the thing. And it's like, I just, I wish he were alive. The moment where Batman says, I wish he were alive, I was like, get out of here. Like, no amount, that, that, for me, that's the Azarello thing. It paints Batman in such a, like, black and white, pathetic person Who's like, I would rather I, let my I would rather be morally clean than let this atrocity take place. Yeah, but isn't that how Batman is all the time? Batman could just kill the Joker. Yes, he could. So he, he would rather yeah, he, be absolved yes. than stop the atrocities well, he does. It, but in the comics, but I this think Batman admitted that. No, I think that's that's an interpretation of Batman. For me, the mainstream comics, Batman believes in the law and that there are better ways. Mm. That like if I kill the Joker, it's not that I'll become a murderer and I'll kill everyone. Right. It's that like I've proven to Joker that law and order does not exist. Mm-hmm. That there is no true like justice. <clears throat> and that his way works. Mm-hmm. And I will not do that. I will, I, and, and sure, it's moral, but it's also like, Joker deals, he literally deals in murder and death, but he also deals in the, like, the, the uh, not the otherworldly, but more like the higher concept thinking of like, no, I need to destroy Batman fundamentally. Right. I think what you don't like is that this is a Batman with regret. Oh, I'll take a Batman with regret. But like, th- that's, a reg- that's a regret. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. Right. And but ha- like, maybe he like, didn't ever. But like, yeah, but... In the context of whatever, like, mm-hmm. would it have been better if he had just saved him? Right. That, well, then, then, then it's any Batman story. Right, but he was still going to die. Yes. Well, was he? Because he didn't. No, Batman was going no, to I'm die. No, I'm saying, but, like, was he? Because he didn't. Like, no, Batman he did die. But, like, he didn't, though, because he was on this journey. Yeah, and it's no, like, but if, but, but if he did it die. It wasn't a journey of, like, in the physical. I know, but if he did die, then yeah. he really didn't do anything. 
like then he didn't actually let the Joker live. You know, he didn't. Nothing he did had consequence. No, he did. Wait, what? If he didn't die, yeah. Then he could be. He could feel guilt over what he did, and he could go through this physical story. Yeah, but I'm saying like no matter what, Batman was going to die. Right. Well, he thought so, but then he. You're led to believe when you're reading the first two issues that he is physically alive. And then yes. in the third one, no, he was actually maybe never alive. Maybe, though. And that's the thing I'm saying. No, I don't like, think there's any maybe. He's dead. Well, he's dead now. Batman dead. Right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I think that's the interpretation. That no, I think 100% Batman is, 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 is gone. And, like, the journey he went on doesn't, didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we have to call into question whether or not anything that he remembers about Martha and Thomas Wayne actually being reality. Right. Because, like, he's looking to punish himself. Yes. So, like, he may not be remembering things accurately, or he may be, like, putting, a like, a spin on them, or they may not have happened at all, Well, I remember honestly. them saying that, like, there were unreliable narrators in this book. And yeah. Not all, and, like, that you assume it's Constantine, but he doesn't really do anything or say anything. No. Like, at all. Well, no, because, so, like, he, I think it's just, like, I think Constantine, Constantine, whatever, I'm gonna say Constantine. Yeah. Um, is is really just doing him a favor by trying to help him pass on Mm -hmm. because he can't. Why would he do that though? Like that character doesn't seem to care about much of anything. (laughs) Why is he suddenly concerned with Batman? Uh, maybe he just thinks it's the right thing to do. I think it's because Brian Azzarello likes Constantine. Well, I think it's also him. there aren't a whole lot of characters who have that ability. Right. And who would know and who could do something. Well, but this is also like a total different universe, and so you could literally use anybody or make anything up. All right. I mean, like, for me, like, like it's literally, it's the journey of James Sunderland and Silent Hill 2. Absolutely. No, and, it's... like, so, like, I see nothing wrong with that because mm-hmm. it's not a Batman of continuity right. at all. So no. it's, like, it's just an exploration of a different type of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I know. I mean, I, and I think it is, it, it succeeds in its own, in, in being its own thing. Mm-hmm. But it presupposes a lot of things and it makes it, I think it thinks that it's mic dropping at the end, and it's not. I mean, like I maybe I was just enjoying the journey, but That's like fair. I wasn't trying to meta read it. So like when it did happen, I was like, nice. Yeah. Well, All for right. me, I, I thought that was like pretty like ballsy to just be like, no, he died. Right, and I like that idea. I'm fine with a Batman who dies and a Batman who needs to who who, who punish. I like Silent Hill two, Silent Hill two Batman. <laughs> but like, there's this weird. There's a weird, I can't help but meta-read it because the last page is literally a recreation of Brian Boland's killing joke. Okay. Why are you make? why, why are you doing that? Like, why am I seeing that? Why are you doing the, re, is it the rebirth of Joker? Is it the Joker wasn't going to make it? But because Batman wanted him to survive, he does? Right, right, Is right. it a rebirth? Well, it could And if also... so, like, why is it killing joke? I, 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 it could be instead of, um, instead of it being that interpretation, it could be that, um, Azarello has a, a, a distinct appreciation for that book. And instead of like, you know how there's that fan theory that like, um, Batman kills Batman the Joker. Kills the Joker yeah. And it's the other, it's the, the, the coin toss. This is another right. like universe, another a multiverse in which Batman didn't make it. Right. I mean, it definitely, if you, if you're in, if you're interpreting it as Batman dies, Joker lives. Mm-hmm. And you also subscribe to the Grant Morrison theory that Batman killed Joker mm-hmm. in Killing Joke. Then the reason why the last page is the Killing Joke paid panel for panel. Mm-hmm. 
to the point where it's kind of infringing, mm-hmm. uh, then I guess they're trying to say, oh, I'm doing a flip. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that. Yeah. It's, it's just a little odd. Right. All right. I mean, like, I guess for me, like, I, like, knowing, knowing this, like, this from this last issue and, like, re- now we're going back and re-examining everything, mm-hmm. um, it, like, Batman's strange choices in this oh, yeah. make more sense. The the oddities of some of the things that we saw, I think, makes a little more sense, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman attempted to use a scientific mind when dealing with basically metaphysical. being metaphysical and being in, like, a purgatory. Yes. Is cool, even though he's put himself in, in like, almost a hell of his own creation oh, to yeah. some degree. Like. I don't I, know. I, I got, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the end, the last page, I don't think he is dead. Okay. Because the last page is Joker's Haas mm-hmm. made into a, like a, a, a flat lining, like, right. a, like a life signs thing. And that could be the Haas. It could be joke. But like he physically comes out of the water. So like he's fine. I don't need, like, another visual that well, says they, Joker's fine. Right. I think that's Batman coming back to life. Well, but he's like, in the morgue. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> we also dealt with Dead Man Swamp Thing and Constantine and Zatanna. Right. So, like, magic, though. Okay. I um, mean, it could be that his acceptance of it gives him a, a chance. You know what I mean? That's what I'm mean? saying, and, like, yeah. breaks the deal. Right. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because he killed him that, like, he broke the deal. Yeah. And, well, like, he didn't kill him. No, but he didn't save him. That's right. That's not murder, according to Chris, Chris Nolan. Uh, but, like, yeah, I... I, I think there's a lot to there's it, There's a lot to potentially. unpack. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, it could be, like you said, there's nothing to it. But, like, I think oh, it's, no, I mean, like, I think it's worth there. a conversation. Well, we're having and, it. Oh, no, I know. I'm just I'm saying but, oh, to yeah, others. Oh, yeah, for you, yeah, um, definitely. That, like, it's worth a conversation to have, and I think it's definitely worth a read, because, again, it's going to read differently, yeah. Now that we're past controversy, I mean, when it's still controversial. It's but like un- we're past that point of like the delays due to controversy. Yeah, they had to re- redraw the friggin' book. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, and so you do have to keep that in mind too that this isn't one hundred percent the creator's story, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and but there has to be some like through line that yeah. like is probably still correct and accurate. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's too bad. I, I saw somebody actually mention like, why was the, why was the bat penis scene in there? If yeah. that, if he died and it's like, well that one, you gotta take that one. And it's like, because he was, he was, he, it's like, it's like a birth thing. He's naked. Like, well, well we, no, we, I mean like, we, well, you okay. know what? Watch, <laughs> watch no. our episode about it. We'll yeah, talk, we talk because about I, it I did get, hour. I, we got confirmation that that's correct. My yes. interpretation of that scene. Yes, we did. Is correct. So watch uh, watch the comic <laughs> line on it. We so, got we got we got confirmation from the creators. So check it out. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Me. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, I think like uh, there. But then there's like other like what do you yeah there's visuals and interpretations that need to be made and need to be un, like need to be analyzed in order to truly get a full, complete understanding of the book. So, like, don't be surprised if, like, you're mad at it right away and you need to, like, read the other two books. Yeah. In order to get it all back together. Yeah. Because I haven't read the first two issues again since they came out. I peeked at the second issue before reading this. Yeah. I don't know if that made a difference. The second issue is certainly more substantive. Or, like, this is the kind of, like, story that, like, I enjoy yeah. you know what i mean like there's something to that too where yeah. it's just like this is the kind of thing that i typically am like yeah I'm, mm-hmm. I'm down for this i'm down for like a like a story that's going to make me question if what it, what there is meaning to and what there is not meaning right to well because there's also it. the whole the whole visual of bruce wayne 
basically like l- like killing his parents. Yes, or like and like and that's what I was like starting. That's to, where his guilt comes. But from. that's where I was starting to question what was actually truth in the book and what wasn't because it's like clearly this Bruce Wayne has a warped sense of of reality and 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 past and, mm-hmm. and his his own history mm-hmm. and I think there's something kind of intrinsically cool about that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the idea that he's like I killed my parents. Right. And it's like, no, you didn't. Well, but like what, <laughs> unless like there are real enchantresses in death and dead man and he does make a deal or he does at least, yeah, he makes a deal with that, with, with the, with the creature in the alley. And right. Yeah. Like she entices him to go to the alley. And I know, I remember that being, I remember thinking about that and being like, so, oh, like that's his visualization of like, maybe she does really lure him in and right. but, like, that's not his fault. But then like, she is like, she re- heavily suggests that like he is. He basically like ba- like almost makes a deal for his own life, right? But it could also be instead that like she is in placing herself into his memories, right? And that it's more like it's almost the devil, yeah. And like he, they're like, I want your soul mm-hmm. because like you're not as as good as you think you are, and I, yeah. let me show you, yeah, it could something be... that is like not potentially a truth. Yeah, it could be a like temptation of Christ, like in the desert kind of situation. Yeah. Um, where it's like a warping of reality mm-hmm. through their lens, but like because he's in such a bad place mentally that like it's more accepting yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta jump into them and reread them and see them from the perspective of Batman died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting to think about it and then like how he set against every character and what that character does. It's, it's for me, it's frustrating that like the only time we really get a full analysis of Batman's past. Mm-hmm is into and it's so specific that's the other yeah. thing is that like it's so specifically about thomas and martha's like familial issues yeah 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 and is that like did and i don't remember like does bruce not remember that or get it is are they trying to show him that that was what was going on it, it's a whole that's a whole thing yeah exactly but issue three basically pulls the curtain back and says like it ends with the death of Batman, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. that Joker doesn't die, maybe right, and that the whole thing is a psychodrama slash the morality test for Batman. Mm. I think that's I think that's what three is. Yeah. Three is like, hey, by the way, the whole thing was the temptation of Batman. Remember the last temptation of Christ when Jesus? Uh, the idea in this movie was that like. Uh, Jesus never gets crucified. Right. And the movie just keeps going. Right. And you know, he meets Paul, and Paul, of course, is the first, like, Christian, more or less, and he, mm-hmm. was a, he was a Christian hunter who then, like, met the risen Jesus in the in the street, mm-hmm. and he is like, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian now, and Peter's like, you're a fraud. But, uh, but Jesus, the, 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 the uncrucified Jesus meets Paul, and the uncrucified Jesus is like, Paul, what are you doing? Like, stop talking about me. No, no, no. I was a man. I lived and I, I, I lived. I was, I was saved. I didn't crucify. I didn't get crucified. I got married and I moved on. And he's like, well, then you are a fraud. Get away from me. Right. And uh, that like, it's, it's not until he realizes that like the life he could have had is the temptation. Right. That's the right. 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 And that when he accepts that he can't have that. He like blinks and realizes he was crucified. Yeah. And he accepts his death. Yeah. In this, it's like Batman being like, this is my last case I got to solve. And it's like, no, actually, like you were dead the whole time. Right. And like when you accept it, 
then and you accept your your punishment slash sin, then you can move on. Mm. And it's when he does that, and and maybe the sin of Batman is that he would rather see Joker make it, and have his soul be clean. Okay. You know, then yeah, yeah, yeah. then 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 see the world be better. Yeah. Without him in it. Right. 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 I think I'm struggling um, with the idea that he was always dead because even though we really put the emphasis on him being a, a child and like a potential deal in an alley yeah. and like all that, um, later on when he goes to the morgue, mm-hmm. um, the like specter yes. there says that he fought through hell for his soul. Mm-hmm. Like as though like the experience he just had now was like either him getting his soul back, like maybe he did, I mm, guess, yeah, make that deal. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Or, or he made a deal on the bridge. Right. Or I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I. But like at this point, at least he has it back. I definitely think that like the interpretation of, I think the, the, the descent and ascension from hell is like when he faces off against Etrigan in the club. Oh, you think it's that? I, I think it's when he. I think that is hell. Oh, I was thinking. That's why it's the demon. I was thinking it was literally when he goes for the seance because like we see like this like magical like like either escape or Mm -hmm. like being like drawn back in of something from Batman. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I, I think that it's more like, what's it called? Like like Faustian when he goes through hell in the club. Okay, like he's going through the different. yeah rings maybe exactly or like or at the very least that like he needs to he needs to go through hell to to reach perhaps, this this enlightenment perhaps this is just the steps yeah <laughs> yeah the whole damn thing could actually be like like a dante-esque here are all the levels i mean it, well i was thinking just like and and we're finally at acceptance right yeah they all could be yeah i mean it's true i mean the book is called batman damned so it's about batman going to hell yes but it's what is he damned for and i think that that's Maybe what Azarella was trying to make us question. Is yeah. he damned because he doesn't think to, or does not want to save Joker? Is he damned because of what happened in the alley? And that's Did the that thing. actually happen that way? And it or could is be. being tainted? Yeah. It could be that Batman thought he was damned for the deal, but it's really because of what he did as Batman. Like, it's what he did with Joker. Yeah. Like, it was all cool until it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't cool. all, it was all cool until you decided to, like, break that one thing you cared about. Yeah. Or that you decided to actually break, like, one of my rules. Right, right, right. I don't know. What I do like about it is that he, like, in his reasoning for not saving him is because he knows he's going to die. And he he doesn't think anyone else can... He's he's afraid of what he'll do in his absence. Yeah, that's... That's cool! But that's why I was like, that sucks. I mean, like, and that might be why it's so so frustrating to see Batman go and Joker stay. Yeah. Because of what he's saying. And it's like that Joker is that, like horrible a force and that nothing can stop him except for batman right right um, and then you got to read joker again because like there's a whole thing about like the the them being in this like kind of like unending battle right well i guess what i think is like interesting about like yes it that does suck that you know he would do right. that it's but a it's, sad ending right I mean, but <laughs> it's only here that it's like he realizes that like maybe it wasn't that well, it wasn't just that, but it was like I made it for the right reasons, but I still made the wrong choice. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like a cool like admittance or like admitting moment for him. Yeah, it's more mature than just saying like, you know, I did it for the right reasons. Yeah. The end. It's like yeah. no, you but you still did the bad. Like you still did the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you don't get to walk away. Right. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Right. It's interesting too. Like I, I, I don't know if we want to like I, we gotta kind of cut this short. At this yeah, point we gotta wrap up. We're, we're gonna we're getting not even short. Like we've been going for like an hour and a half. Yet. Yeah. Um, 
But like the whole Harley Quinn thing. Yeah, the the, the rape of uh, of Batman by Harley Quinn because yeah. she straight up does. Right. Well, then I think he does. Well, you think Batman rapes her? Not. No, I think they just. Oh, that's right. No, he rapes her. No, I don't even think it is. I think no, they. He does because. I remember the last page was yeah. him getting her. Yes. Constantine says. Right. Well, then I think you need a pack of smokes. He's referring to the after. Yeah, the exactly. But I'm not sure how much of it is actually like. I'm. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I did don't, that actually happen? Oh, I don't know. I don't, did it happen? And like, who wants it? Who doesn't want it in that situation? So I don't know what to, to necessarily refer. Well, to Well, yeah, because Harley act. was going to rape him, and then he gets the upper hand. But what I was going to say was, I think what's more interesting about that is, is she is. I mean, like, she's revealed as Harley at that point, but she was dressed as the Joker earlier. Yeah. And so, like. Is that, like, Batman, like, again, in this, like, potentially happened, didn't happen sort of thing? Like, is that, like, an indication towards, like, this, like, weirdly, like, primal interaction that he and the Joker have? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> she's very specifically dressed as him. Yes. Absolutely. Before revealing that it's her, obviously. Yeah, that's why is... she's on the cover of the second issue. Yes. Um, yeah, a uh, lot, lot more to talk about. I think we should, like, we'll, we'll try to table it and get into it more as, like, a full piece. Yeah. Because, you know, that'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> well, let's do bad issues where Sal explains it from his perspective and I try to explain it from my own and that'll be a nightmare. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting, nonetheless. It's, it's, it's art and worth discussing and, and valuable. So, you know, keep that in mind yeah. when you say, like, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like you like it. You may not be for you, and like you may think it does suck, but like I would definitely consider like a reread if you have all three issues like together. Oh, definitely. Yeah, then, well, because that'll help. Yeah, I mean, give you context at the very least. I think it's interesting because like I wish we had the pure product. It's funny because like Black Label has more or less like become where you put. PG thirteen hard rated books mm -hmm. now. It used to be R rated, but now it's not. Um, and yet, they seemed rather superficial. And this actually was like maybe trying to do something. It really was. Um, I know a lot of people for them are turned off by this concept. Yeah, well, I, I hate a Joker. I know, but and I was gonna you know. say like instead you should like be excited by this if nothing right. else then because a it tried something and b it just look if this isn't your batman that's great well it's because there's that, four that, issues of that batman well, that's all no, you get like, i was gonna say that that means that your batman is that much stronger because he didn't go down this type of path right you know what i mean like this is the this is the examination of a very different batman in a very different world and in a very different mental state yeah and it's not talking about i don't it might not even be that like azarel is trying to say something about batman no, it just it and it, like I'm I'm telling you, there's something to be said for the fact that it's like I'm not. He's not saying that it's about all Batman's. He's saying that this is what happened. This, yeah. this this Batman in particular, things didn't work out. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like like why don't we explore that? Right, agreed. So uh, in the comments down below, uh, you know, if you get a chance, uh, let us know your interpretation of Batman. Damned is he dead or not? I'd like to know. Right. And we'll continue that conversation there. But we'll also try to jump into it more deeply in the future. Okay. Uh, for now, though, uh, you know, it's Spider-Man week, so we're not going to be able to do that. No, like, but, like uh, <clears throat> that's it. We just really want to talk about it. There's a lot to yeah. talk about. Maybe I sound like I didn't talk about it at all no, prior no. to. But maybe we can get it, make it into a Bat Issues episode where it's like instead of talking about the book, we'll, like, you know, we'll get we'll talk more broadly about yeah, the discussion. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, it's interesting. It's something of its own. It's funny how, like, 
that concept is actually, I think, more damning and dark than, like, showing nudity. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, like you, they really miss the mark, guys. <laughs> like, we, I don't know. Oh. Uh, Algie Try says, put these ten dollars in a jar fund for an Elseworlds exchange with Rob from Comics Explained. Rob's welcome anytime. We had, I think, we did one episode with Rob on it, uh, but he and Benny both have an have an open invitation, and neither of them have ever taken me up on it again. <laughs> and I've said out loud, like, you should come on the show, and they both said out loud, I can't wait. And then that's never happened. And the show is over three years old. Uh, Z Burn says, uh, Raid, Walmart, Superman, definitely recommend Up in the Sky. That's the new Tom King Superman book. Oh. With, I think, Andy Kubert on art. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it because uh, I don't read, I recommend anything by Tom King. So, you know, except for Vision. Mr. Miracle. And Mr. Miracle. But uh, anything, anything, you know, traditional superhero, I, w- <laughs> I would avoid. Uh, he also, for me, I'm putting him in the penalty box as far as anything's concerned. For at least the like the next few months box. after Heroes in Crisis came out, it was just I like the penalty box. Just like I'm not reading anything you're writing for yeah. at least six months, regardless of what it is, because of how horribly you botched Heroes in Crisis. Mm. Uh, so, with that in mind, uh, before we go, I wanted to say out loud, like, hey, listen, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Thank you yeah. so much to the super chatters for doing that. But more importantly, uh, we have another side hustle going on over on a purple video streaming network. It might be the largest competitor to YouTube, which is why I'm not saying it out loud, but check it out. Uh, it's over there. Uh, you can find a link to it in the description below. But Tiffany does streaming over there, which plays video games uh, <laughs> yes. near uh, on a near dual weekly basis. Yeah. Sundays and Wednesdays. So this upcoming Wednesday, they'll be streaming a game. Check yeah. it out. Come hang out with us. <laughs> uh, you can also join us on everything from Discord to Reddit to uh, you know Instagram to Twitter. All links below. Check them out. Find out what's right for you and, and, and follow us there. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll continue conversations therein. I uh, want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll yeah. see you guys next week with another episode of Off the Rack. And stay tuned this week for a bunch of comic book stuff, specifically about Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man comes out tomorrow. I'm releasing back issues on the same day to try and catch some of that magic. Ooh. As a result, um, Elseworlds will come out on Wednesday. Another Spider-Man-themed episode with yes. Jack from Red Letter Media. That's awesome. He's going to be joining me to talk about it. <laughs> uh, we had some audio issues, so forgive us about that. But uh, it's a fun episode. Uh, and then more streaming and, and, and other stuff. See you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Bye-bye. <laughs>